We finished loading up the last two boxes of donations for the orange swan. I turned and looked at the house one more time. So this was where Dan had lived. This is where his story had taken place. I met Dan about 10 years earlier. I also had met Dan about 20 years ago as well. Confused? You should have seen the expression on my face. 20 years ago, my nursing career brought me to a medical treatment center to work. Generally, our patients didn't drive themselves home after treatments, but would rely on friends and family for transportation. We became close, or not, to some of those providing transportation. One of the sweetest patients I remember had transportation awaiting that left us all scrambling to the back room in avoidance. Let's call this sweet lady Kay. Thin, soft-spoken, grateful, poised, and educated were just a few words to describe her. We all loved taking care of her and would linger at her station to share conversations. Her husband lacked those adjectives. Gruff, aloof, domineering, grumpy, and quite possibly mad at the world seemed the best way to describe him. He seriously made me nervous and made me always wonder what I might have done to get on his bad side. Thus, the game of pick a number or whose turn is it anyway began. We all had to take our turn with Dan. We tried all the tricks to schmooze him, connect with him, be overly kind, whatever. He was on to us. You can't tame a wild beast when fear is pungent in the air. Fast forward 10 years. I sat in my hairdresser's chair and waited for my gray remover to process. Enough said. In through the door bounced a cheerful, jolly, conversational man. He was a little plump, but with his round, kind face, at a beard, red Santa suit, and voila, my memory nudged me, kept telling me I should know him. But I nudged back, sure that I did not. He visited with my hairdresser, talked about bowling, the senior center, what he was having for supper, and how much he'd enjoyed church last Sunday. Couldn't stand it any longer. When he slipped to the back room to get a cup of coffee, I asked Lynn who he was. She explained that he rented a house from them. He was all alone now, as his wife had passed from a disease she had fought for a long time. I had the puzzle framed, and slowly I began to put in the missing pieces. That was Dan. No way. I sat quietly in the chair and listened to them continue to visit. Before my hair was done, he bid her goodbye, pecked her on the cheek, and walked out the door. What happened to him? I knew him. I took care of his wife. We were, uh, he, he just wasn't our favorite. That's not him. What happened? She told me her unbelievable story. Not long after Kay passed, my Bible-toting beautician friend introduced Dan to Jesus. Not just church, not just Jesus' words, but Jesus, Jesus' love. She cooked for him, made appointments for him, helped clean his house, bought groceries, put his hearing aid batteries in. She went to church with him. She adopted him, but more than anything, she loved him. Jesus did the rest. I learned a long time ago that I can't change a heart. Lynn knew that too. But thank goodness we both know the one who can. Only Jesus can change a heart. What a lovely job he did with Dan. <laughs>